On this week's show, I interview T.K. Richardson, recently featured at the Santa Fe Indian Market. This is Pow Wow Life, episode 29 for September 2019. Welcome back to another episode of the Pow wow Life podcast. I'm Paul Gowder from powwows.com, and this is your show all about Native American culture. Powwows.com is your place to come and explore, celebrate, and learn more about all parts of Native American culture. Thanks so much for being here and supporting us at powwows.com. I really appreciate that. Really excited to bring you the interview today with this artist. He uh, just started doing art just a couple of years ago and really found his calling. And Santa Fe Indian Market was able to feature him this year in his first time in the Indian Market. So hear about his story and how he uh, was able to achieve that in such a short time. And uh, hopefully you'll go and visit the show notes and see all about his art. So head on over to www.powwows.com slash powwowlife29 to get all the links we talk about in the show and to see photos of his work. Right now, it's fall here in South Carolina, but still in the 90s. I'm hoping for some fall weather soon. Um, but even though the summer is winding down, that is n- we are not winding down powwow time. So there's still lots of powwows going on, so be sure to find one near you and go visit it. You can go head on over to our powwow calendar at www.powwows.com calendar. I guarantee you there's one somewhere close to you. We have listings for all 50 states and um, all but, I think, two Canadian provinces. So pretty much if you're anywhere near a population, then there's a powwow near you. So find one close and go visit. Also, we still have a couple of live webcasts coming up. Be sure to watch the end of September. We'll be live at the Morongo Powwow out in Cabazon, California at the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa, one of my favorite destinations to visit. That resort is unbelievable. Uh, the food is amazing. The resort is beautiful. It's in a, a valley that's just gorgeous, and the, they take great care of us there. So if you're able to make it out to that one, come visit us. Um you'll definitely really enjoy yourself at Morongo. And hey, if you're out there and you come by, please come by the MC stand. I'll be up there with all the cameras streaming live. Please stop by, say hello, introduce yourself. I'd love to meet you. And again, we got lots of stuff still going on on Powell's.com this year. Uh, We've got some contests going on right now, some giveaways. Uh, we got some really cool stuff coming up in November for Native American Heritage Month and several more live webcasts. So head on over to our newsletter, um, or I'm sorry, head on over to the website and subscribe to the newsletter so you don't miss out on anything. Just visit powwows.com and look for the newsletter, subscribe, and join that so you will know about what's going on and don't miss out on any of our happenings. With that, enjoy the interview with TK. Thanks so much for being here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Powell Life Podcast. This week, I am super excited to bring you a special artist. Uh, he made a splash this year at the Santa Fe Indian Market, uh, and his art is is just unbelievable. Um, our, one of our reporters, Corinne, was out there and uh, 
was sending me pictures of his art, and I went and looked it up, and it, he's got an amazing story and even more amazing art. So, TK, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? All right. Um, well, first, before we get into you know talking about your art and uh, this year's Indian Market, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and you know and where you come from. All right. Um, well, uh, I'm Doc Gabby. Hello, relatives. My name is Pokea Wachiu Richardson. Um, I'm Oglala Lakota and also half Halawasa Pony from North Carolina. And um, you know, I just I'm just a simple man, just trying to just trying to spread love through art. That's awesome. So, and well, let's go ahead and start talking about your art. Um, this is something, at least your your ledger art, which is what was on display there at the Indian Market. That's a recent thing. How, how did you get into art? Uh, well, I've actually always been um, been an artist. Uh, the earlier the earlier kind of um, stories that I hear about myself is uh, uh, well, the earlier stories that I remember of being an artist is um, not having enough toy dinosaurs. <laughs> and whenever and whenever I needed an extra dinosaur um, right away, then I would just draw draw a dinosaur and then cut them out with a piece, you know, cut out paper dinosaur, and then I would just play with them like that. And um, so that kind of that kind of grew to like you know whatever became the end thing, so like Pokemon cards, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So anytime I needed an extra toy, then I would just draw it and color it and draw it, cut it out. You know, and then there it was. That's cool. And so from then on, after that, um, in high school, I actually started drawing posters for um, my classmates so that I can get some extra money to uh, get college funds so that I can travel out to Lawrence, Kansas so that I can go to school. Um, And then uh, from there, I kind of put it down a little bit. And then I started learning more about, like, beadwork and um, learning more about ceremonial stories and things of that nature that kind of, like, uh, gave me ammunition to do what I do now. Um, yeah, that's all. That's but great. I love the dinosaur far, story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as far as the ledger art, um, I was introduced to that uh, years ago, um, but... Uh, probably about two years ago is whenever I kind of started picking it up again, uh, picking up the pencil and started drawing again because um, I was actually going through art therapy. And that, you know, a couple of my friends saw my art therapy and they were just like, wow, man, you know, you should try and do something with it. And, you know, it was something that I found enjoyment of doing because, you know, I was drawing old, old stories that kind of uplifted me during my dark times. And um, and then I started using that to kind of like branch out to the world to kind of like teach people about, you know, go back to your roots if you're feeling sad because, you know, these stories are to uplift people and whatnot. Uh, that's cool. Um, so you went to, you went to Haskell. Um, did you, did you know you wanted to be an artist there? I, you know, I, I know people that, uh, yeah, in school they don't always uh, study to become an artist. That's one of the. It's not always the safe choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, uh, when I went to high school, I was just 
you know, I was kind of floating around. I didn't, I didn't know for sure, like, I, if I wanted to be an artist. I knew, I knew I was an artist, but it was never something that I took serious because, you know, society told me that it wasn't a serious thing. But it wasn't until much later that, you know, I had to, I had to kind of like get over myself and just kind of be like, you know, I don't care what society thinks. You know, this is, this is what I like to do. Yeah, that's that's cool. And I, when I heard your story, it's one of those things, you know, people, uh, you know, you always hear the stories of, of starving artists, and, and I wonder how many people don't pursue that, even though when they know they're an artist. So um, congrats to you yeah. for stepping out. Thank you. That's cool. So now we're on a we're on an audio show and we're talking about art. So I know I know it's hard for some people out there to picture. Um, can you describe a little bit, you know, what ledger art is and kind of where that came from? Uh, well, the story that I always remember was that um, ledger art is as old as time. So um, before it was on paper, this would be your, um, you know, your typical rock art or quote-unquote cave drawings and so you know before then you had to be there to hear the story like that or and then it would be also drawn or painted onto heights so like a winter count and um you know uh when the colonists and the settlers started interacting more with um indigenous tribes as they started branching out west then they would give them paper and kind of like, you know, tell us who you are. And so the the leader of that camp would then draw, you know, this is who we are, this is where we come from, and, you know, don't go over there, or either we don't want to talk to you, or something like that. And they would draw <laughs> pictures. Um, after that, then they started recognizing that this could be, a you know, an easier story reference than, you know, drawing on a rock wall. And... Um, this could help, you know, broadcast, you know, their story. So if they went on a, on a battle or a hunt, then they would, they would draw and show what they saw. And then they would just be like, Hey, this is what I saw. And this is what, you know, the paper is what helped them show what they saw instead of, you know, because most times they couldn't, they couldn't describe with their own words what, you know, what they saw, especially if they were drawing counts of what took place in a vision quest, you know what I mean? Right. And so, yeah, and so that would kind of, that would kind of help them show, show the other people, like, this is what I saw, you know? And so you, you know, I've heard you, um, when you talked to Corinne at the uh, Indian market, um, you talked a lot about your, uh, our therapy and, and where some of the your inspiration comes from. Can you know? I'll, I'll put a link in, in in the show notes so people can go and see some of your art. Um, can you tell me where where do you get the inspiration for these? What what and what are the stories you're trying to tell with with these uh, ledger art pieces? Well, um, <clears throat> a lot of the uh, inspiration that comes to me for for my art is uh, Lakota philosophy teachings or stories and um, you know these things are things these stories are stories that I've learned you know over the years of growing up things that uh, my elders have taught me um, things that I've picked up along the way things that I've learned through ceremony um, and, and you know the, the inspiration in that 
like I said before, was, you know, uplifting to me because uh, a lot of times whenever I was, you know, I was feeling depressive or feeling down, then, you know, I would look towards these stories to kind of help uplift me up a little bit more because um, I believe there's power in them. And I believe that there's power in uh, knowing who you are and where you come from, you know, the feats that your people have, have gone through. And this doesn't have to always just come from Lakota philosophy or anything. It comes from within, you know, your own tribe, too. That's, that's you know, that's who you're from. And, you know, being able to sit down and listen to these stories, there's some sort of, there's some sort of subconscious healing within it because, you know, subconsciously your heart is wanting to heal itself. And when it hears the perfect story, that's whenever you get the idea like, hey, you know, I can apply this to myself. And so along with these stories that I've, and stories, beliefs, and teachings that I've grown up with, you know, a lot of them I had to like take a step back and relearn to help myself be able to grow and heal that way, you know, in some sort of way, whenever I go to these art markets or these art shows, whenever I tell them the story behind what I just drew, you know, a lot of times they, they actually feel that kind of connection as well. And, you know, so again, subconsciously they're, they're looking for that healing themselves. And my drawing is just kind of what uh, solidifies that, you know, solidifies that good feeling, that good medicine within it to them. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I hope I hope everybody will go take. Make sure you take go look at the show notes and go see these these drawings. Um, the it, it's hard. To, yeah, it is hard to explain and, and what what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, there, it's some incredible pieces, and and you can see the stories coming out of them. Um, so tell us now. Um, let's talk about the Indian market. So you know that is one of the uh, the big art shows of the year. Um, and I, I know it's it's tough to get into, uh, especially as as a new artist. Um, so ha- tell us about how that came about and, and how to, how did it go for you this year? Oh, oh man, like I was I was trying to get into it last year, but I actually got down on myself and I, I felt like I wasn't ready, and um, and so I I put it off, and then I ended up missing the application deadline. And I was just like, ah oh, man, well you know what, next year definitely next year I'm going to get into it. And, um, you know, I talked to one of my, one of my good buddies. He's, he's a legend artist too. His name is Cole Jacobson. And, um, if you ever look his art up, you know, it's awesome. And so, you know, he was the one that was like, you know, pushing me to go forward with it and, you know, telling me to, you know, apply. This is how you do it. This is what you have to fill out. So I was, I was like, super nervous because then I didn't know any of the ropes of this artist world. Uh, and, you know, just as you said, you have to get judged into it. And, you know, it was my first time and, you know, I, I was, I was just completely nervous, uh, uh, above all reason. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, kind of, and whenever they actually started doing the judging, they actually had to push back the judge and the, the admitted state because um, they couldn't because then I guess there was like some kind of storm that was happening down in, in the southwest and not all the judging not all the judges could make it there on time and so and so I, that was making me even more nervous <laughs> and I was just like oh no like I probably didn't get in and 
you know, sure enough, they were they were actually able to um, get everything done, and you know, the process and just waiting on that, well, that was that was pretty freaky, just for <laughs> just because of it, it was my first time as well. And well, and and so, how was the reaction to your art once you got there? Uh, well, um, as you may know, uh, I was a merchandise artist, and so they um, so they picked one of my drawings that I had submitted to be judged for my minutes, and they used it for the merchandise. So they were applying that that image onto shirts, uh, tote bags, cards and um coffee mugs <laughs> and they were they were using my image to help sell their stuff to kind of you know get people hyped about the Santa Fe Indian art market and so I actually heard back from uh Amanda Crocker who was the one that was reaching out to me I actually heard back from her first before I heard that I got in and so and so when she threw the pitch to me like hey we want to use your image for the merchandise and I was just like so does that mean that I get in? Like, <laughs> <laughs> does that mean that I'm in? <laughs> and, um, and she's like, yes, yes, it totally means that you're in. And why haven't you found out? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm happy. <laughs> and, uh, um, so um, when they when they used that, they were, you know, a lot of people were starting to get, were starting to see my image ahead of time. And they were starting to, like, there was a story behind that one as well. And, you know, a lot of people were getting really hyped about that. So it was, in a way, kind of like a preview to what my booth was going to be about. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of led that kind of led a lot of people to come over and, you know, get the shirt signed or, you know, get their card signed and come hear the story from me, myself. The day before the art market, actually, I was, I was there signing... Um, Close to 300 prints of that drawing. Wow! And and that was for the people who attended the gala, and you know, all that was just pretty overwhelming. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so and also before that, um, I went on to Albuquerque's KRQE News, and I did a and they did a couple interviews of me talking about the Indian art market and about that specific drawing and um, just kind of getting a heads up. So I believe, like, you know, that was, like, my my first punch within the uh, art market. You know, a lot of people were kind of then who didn't know about me were starting to kind of get a little bit of a hint. And then whenever they actually did stop by my booth, they, they saw the rest of what I can do. And, you know, that's what made it a pretty successful art market for me. That's great, man. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. So, um, so where where are we going now? What's what's next for you? Uh, well, um, I have to uh, I have to reload on all my artwork, <laughs> right? Because, because I actually I actually sold out at, at Santa Fe and Walmart. It was like it was it was a crazy dream come true because then I was you know I didn't think I didn't think one second that I was going to be that good, but. I ended up selling out within the first day. And so now I have to reload my art. That way I can prepare for a Haskell art market, yeah. which is uh, in about three weeks. Okay. So, hey, that's, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah. 
That's great. Well, that, 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 that speaks a lot, you know, that your, uh, your art really um, connected with people there. That's fantastic, man. Um, yeah, no, that, that made me feel good, too, because, then, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times whenever I was telling the stories of specific art pieces, you know, a lot of women started crying. And like, and like I was just kind of like, okay, good. You know, this is a good cry. You know, the, you can feel something. That's good. And that's that's what I want. I want my art to heal people. Uh, that's very cool. Well, um, so being a, a young artist and uh, you know, getting yourself out there, I, we, I'm sure we've got people listening that uh, you know have that kind of dream or. Um, or maybe heading to college and trying to consider what they want to do. Um, you know, what are some of the lessons you've learned or some of the things you tell the, uh, some up and coming artists? Hmm. Draw whatever you want. Don't draw, don't draw or depict what society wants you to do. Just do what makes you feel happy because in the end, you know, that's what you're going to get known for because um, you know, you don't want to, yeah, when people, when society starts telling you what to do, then you start, you start conforming and you start looking like everybody else. But it's what you make that, what you want to make that makes you, you know, unique. As for anyone who's going to college, you know, I know like uh, Haskell just started this week and, um, you know, any, anyone who's starting college now, this this is the perfect time to grow. This is the most awesome time to grow and figure yourself out and do what you want to do. But you know, as long as you have heart in it, that that's what makes it authentic. Thank you. Great words. Great words. I I tell people all the time. Um, I was actually talking to a creative the other day, and who's going to do some uh, work with us on uh, Pals.com blog and. Uh, she was asking, you know, well, what do I do? You know, do I create stuff, you know, for, for these people or these people? I said, no, no, no. You create stuff that's authentic to you. You tell your story. Don't worry about yeah, yeah. who, don't you know, the, the people that connect with it will come and they'll read it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those are always great advice, you know, be yourself, be authentic and, and it'll, it'll work out. So. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, again, congratulations on the great Indian market um, and uh, the uh, the selling out. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us a little bit. And uh, I'm hoping uh, more people get to see your art and uh, we'll check out your work. Yeah, definitely. Um, if anybody wants to come check me out, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my art page is uh Coup Count Design, so it's C-O-U-P, and then Paul, underscore count, dot design, with a Z at the end. And, um, you know, you can, you can always come check me out, talk it up. I like to joke around a lot on there, and so, you know, uh, no negativity. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of joking around, and, you know, you see my, my art process. Cool. Yeah, we'll put links to that too, um, so everybody out there gets a chance to um, go see your your uh, your Instagram and uh, all your art pieces, and uh, let's uh, let's get more people seeing it because I, I think your your stories um, will really connect with people and, and help a lot of people out there heal. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, 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 hey.
Thanks again for being here in another episode of Power Life. The music in today's show was from Rose Hill, so check them out on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your Power music. Again, thank you so much for all you do to support powwows.com. We really appreciate it. The best ways to help us, the first and most important thing you can do is share our information with your friends. Let others know about this podcast, share our post on Facebook, like us on Instagram, comment, um, really engage with our social media. That really helps us a lot. That will uh, get us in those algorithms and Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and get more people to see our content. That is the number one best way to support us and really appreciate that. If you want to go above and beyond, of course, we always appreciate members of our Powwow Nation. They really help things at powwows.com continue to move. And you can check that out and learn more over at www.powwownation.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Good luck. Here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.